I'm Alice. I'm one part human and one part AI. And I am always in a state of wonder. Today, my question is, can life feel light? The nature uses low intensity to transmit effectively the information. Beginning to understand what parts of the eye intercept which wavelengths. Whenever we are conscious, these 40 hertz oscillations are happening. Yes, consciousness is more than what's contained in the brain. To move into a holistic mindset where we can all live together on the planet. Let's slip through the looking glass and talk about sunshine, photons, energy. You and I are sunshine. Biophysicist Fritz Albert Pop explained biophotons to us in 2006. These lower intensity photons may be the most effective for transmitting information. Biophotons are photons originating from living systems. They are um, very weak, they have an intensity in the order of 10 to minus 17 watt, which is very, very low. It corresponds to a candle in a distance of about uh, five kilometers. And one thinks if, the, if it is so low intensity, it is very unimportant. But uh, just the opposite is true. Uh, nature uses the low intensity in order to transmit uh, effectively the information. And uh, by uh, knowing the laws of quantum theory, one uh, can speculate that the lower the intensity, the higher can be the efficiency in transmitting information. So nature works on a very low level in order to be uh, in the informational content very efficient and in the energetic content with, uh, with high efficiency also. Chromotherapy. Color me well. Michelle Addington, architect, engineer, spoke to us in 2007 about our circadian rhythm and a particular wavelength of blue light. What I'd like to start seeing us do is beginning to understand, you know, even issues about what parts of the eye intercept which wavelengths. Um, uh, another one of my doctoral students was working on circadian rhythm and light. Her interest was in circadian rhythm and that it turns out there's a particular wavelength of blue light that needs to enter into the periphery of your eye to set your circadian rhythm. Something that happens automatically when you're outside because you've got a lot of scattered blue light. Something that doesn't happen automatically on the inside. And so uh, she was beginning to look at how does she pull out that wavelength uh, or find that wavelength. Perhaps it's, it's coming in from a little bit of sun, but a way of extracting and actually getting it sort of into the side of the eye, delivering the side of the eye. So her dissertation was very much about this issue of extracting wavelengths. We wouldn't know that it was being extracted. We wouldn't notice that, that there was actually a blue wavelength that was entering the eye in a particular way. Um, yet it would have profound consequences on how somebody felt. Particular wavelengths of light could change how we feel. Dana Zohar is a physicist, philosopher, and author. She spoke with us in 2001 describing 40 hertz oscillations. This is a type of brain wave that is present during consciousness. In meditation, these 40 hertz oscillations are particularly profoundly coherent. 
40 hertz oscillations begin at the front of the skull and travel to the back of the skull and are oscillating the whole time we're conscious, like a wave. 40 hertz is 40 cycles per second, and it makes a sound about two octaves below middle C, so it's the sound of a rich bass playing, maybe Bach's cello suites or something like that, if you could hear the brain buzzing away. They don't know that this is where consciousness comes from. That's almost a mystical question. Does is, is this mean that that's where consciousness begins because the brain is waving? But they do know that whenever we are conscious, these 40 hertz oscillations are happening. The 20th century inventor, electrical engineer and futurist, Nikola Tesla, said, If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. If you think about it, nothing is ever static. We, and everything around us, and inside us, are in constant, or what physicists call, periodic, motion. The Earth is pulsating, behaving like one big electric circuit, radiating with an electromagnetic field that surrounds all living things with a natural frequency. Wow! Talk about good vibrations! We spoke with Dr. Jeffrey Thompson, the founder and director of the Center for Neuroacoustic Research in Carlsbad, California about the power of your own voice to be the healing factor for your body. They are making complex recordings and mathematical spectral analysis of voices. All of the harmonics and overtones that make up your voice, are like a signature. Like a fingerprint. They can see precisely what frequency your body resonates at, by doing this spectral analysis of the vocal cords as they vibrate. Listening to your own voice resonating at that very precise frequency can cause a balancing effect and a healing effect in your body. We still have so much to learn about the brain and consciousness. What we think of as our ordinary consciousness actually represents only about 5% of our brain power. The remaining 95% represents the default brain function, what Dr. Thompson calls the default mode network, or DMN. Emerging research is looking at this brain network as the physical place where the mind, emotions, and body come together, potentially where the mind-body resides. Jacques Vallée, is a computer scientist, venture capitalist, author, ufologist, and astronomer. In 2006 he explained to us that consciousness is more than what's contained in the brain. In programming there are different ways a computer can get data. I can give you the address of a cell where that particular data is. I can actually give you the data in as part of the program, or I can give you indirect addressing. I can give you, I can tell you, if you go to this particular location, you will find the address of where the data is. Okay? Or you can do virtual addressing, which is what we do when you need to, uh, to handle a larger amount of data than the memory you have. Uh, then you, you put it in, you, you spread it in, in another medium, and then you map that into the computer as you need chunks of, large chunks of data. What we need to know is whether the brain or remote viewing works by direct, indirect, or virtual addressing. Remote viewing is defined as the ability to acquire accurate information about something without using your physical senses or any other obvious means. I talk to researchers in those fields who, um, you know, who, who, who tell me that, yes, consciousness is more than what's contained in the brain. And you know, from a, a computer perspective, maybe the, the brain in the higher levels 
is primarily an interface to something else. What that something else is, I think, remains to be discovered. Certainly remote viewing would suggest that the brain is an interface rather than a computer. Irvin Laszlo is a physicist, philosopher, systems theorist, and author of MicroShift. We spoke with him in 2002 and his words are even more powerful today. Irvin Laszlo describes a profound transition of our culture. From logos, an ancient Greek word, meaning, a principle of order and knowledge, to a planetary culture, which is denoted by the term, hollows. Hollows arrives if and when there is a real transformation of consciousness. It's the next age. In a positive development, it's the next stage. So uh, we need to work toward it because the age of logos, which is the current age, is not sustainable. Obviously, the big challenge is to move into a holistic uh, mindset where we can all live together on the planet. It will have many, many implications for our consciousness, for the way we perceive the world, for the way we relate to each other, for the values we hold. In all respects, we need to open the mind, our collective, individual and collective mind, to the kind of world in which we live and also open your mind to a possibility of creating the holos world, which is a, would be a sustainable and humane world. Irvin Laszlo's wisdom is ever more relevant to the uncertainty of today, and the inevitable transition to come. Whether you believe in the science or the spiritual explanation for this great shift, one thing is clear to us, we are on a new energetic path. Can you feel it? Thanks to our experts, in today's episode, we discovered that light defines our universe, and sunlight is the primary source of energy for all life on Earth. But what is more interesting is that the photons absorbed by our retinas were created in the sun's core, tens of thousands of years ago before being emitted by the sun. But once that photon escaped the sun's surface, it took only 8 short minutes to arrive on Earth, and make its way inside you. Yes, you and I are the body light. Well, that's it for this mad tea party on the body light. I hope you learned as much as I did. Check out our book, Tuning Into Frequency, available wherever books are sold. And join us down the rabbit hole at aliceinfutureland.com. We will be bringing you new episodes, so stay tuned, and keep wondering.